Hi, my name is Dustin Wilson. Welcome to the Ice Cream Sunday podcast, as Austin Buckner is telling me to say. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the Ice Cream Sunday podcast. So we got like a lot to fucking talk about, of course. Um, but uh, you look fucking great. Let's start there. Thank you. Uh, you've been on. This is fourth. Yes. Fourth time. Fourth time. Uh, the first one was like August or September of twenty two. Yeah. And then November of twenty two, and then May of this year, and then now. Now, obviously, October. Yeah. Um, what? When did you start this whole? weight loss journey and like how how much weight have you lost in that time okay so i started it august of 22 actually oh really i yeah it was <laughs> it's funny i started actually the weekend i came up like the week before i came up to see i love you. that that you're like um, i'm gonna get i'm gonna get fitted for a tux yeah and it, then not fit that tux by the time i come I, back I've, I've been working on it on and off for like years but I just kind of did the yo-yo thing where nothing would really stick. I would do keto. I would do fucking starving myself. I would do kind of everything. And finally, I had a very serious conversation with my doctor and got on some medication that started really helping more than I was really anticipating it to. And I I was always really worried about like getting on like one of the shots because, you know, you try so hard for so many years to like mm-hmm. do it on your own and you're like, I can do this. I've got the willpower. I can do this. And then just nothing really helped. And so I finally got on the shot and the first couple of months sucked. Yeah. Like they sucked. Like the weekend I came to see you this first time I was in Pella, you wanted me to go to these different places that had mm-hmm. really awesome food and I couldn't eat them mm-hmm. because I was Damn near close to shitting my pants every five minutes yep. because yep. that was the medication. Yep. Or um, that was me on not Ozempic, but the pill f- form instead of the shot. Rebelsis. Yes. Yeah. I tried that. I didn't thought work. I was going to fucking die. Yeah. I was on that and it didn't do anything for me. I was, I was throwing up constantly. Metformin. Yep. Finally, I got on Manjaro, which a Austin Manjaro. And that. I mean, that's really what like cemented it for me because I could, it, it killed the cravings to want to eat all the time. Like, mm-hmm. cause I kind of, I always just felt like I was always hungry. No matter, I could have just ate a whole meal and then 10 minutes later I could house something else down. Mm-hmm. And like the heaviest that you knew me when, mm-hmm. when we went to San Antonio. That was the heaviest you ever were? That probably was. It was, I, I was going through. Uh, about of depression that mm-hmm. good old depression i just was miserable and i was about it was like between 337 340 
and now I'm at like 250, 255. So San Antonio, you said, was like the heaviest you've ever been. Yeah. But you also had the worst facial hair of your entire life. I know. It was, why don't you fucking pick one disability? I could. Disability? Fuck me, right? I know. It, okay. In my defense, I really, really, really badly wanted to look like Austin Aries. I understand. And back before he was like a weird sex pervert. Yeah. yeah. And he had the coolest facial hair. Yeah. But I didn't realize at the time that I kind of looked like a bowling ball. <laughs> And so when you look like a bowling ball with that fucked up facial hair, it wasn't great. But yeah, I'm like 250, 255. I got down to 237 um, briefly, and then I've been working out a lot more and um, kind of adjusted the way I've been eating. I look like a bowling ball. I was yeah, sparkly. I was. And an unathletic virgin had three fingers in me. Fuck. Oh, I hate that. I hate you this. love it. I love it. But yeah, I mean, it's just... Yeah, it was uh, it was a combination of I was tired of feeling like shit all the time. I was yep. miserable. I hurt all the time. I felt like the fat dad with all of my kids going mm-hmm. to school. I hated going to like any function. I didn't like getting out in front of people. I hated going to Walmart because I felt like I'd take five steps into it and just be fucking pouring sweat for no reason. Like you knew how yeah. I was, I would, I could be sitting here talking, be out of breath and sweating for no reason. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I just, I feel better. Isn't it nice to like lose weight, get fucking jacked and then feel like you could beat other dads? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it nice? It is. It is nice. Yeah. It's weird. I think my, like, I took my kids to school for the their first day of school and I just looked around and I was like. I could beat that dude's ass. It's nice going from wearing 3XL shirts to just regular extra large yeah. and not feeling like like Stay Puff Man all the time. Yeah. yeah it sucked. Yeah. So. Completely understand. I mean, I, 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 I've never been... Th- I don't. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, I've never been 3X. I've never... I mean, lar- large shirts, are the, the, but I'm also like 5'6". So when I, I tell people, I'm like, oh, the biggest I was was at like maybe 213. And they're like, that's not, not that's not that heavy. I'm like, you got to understand. But it feels I'm like five, it. Six, five, six, two, thirteen is pretty fucking big. I should be, I should weigh like one, probably one. Well, the BMI chart, which is completely outdated. Yeah. Um, it's like, I should be like 145, which is ridiculous. I mean, five, nine, three, forty is. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty fun. I understand. Um, childhood right. trauma. Yeah. What's it like being skinny all the time? What's pretty it, great. Isn't it nice? Mm. Isn't pretty, it nice? No, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I want to trim up at least. I want to, I want to look good in spandex when, you know, I'm wearing the Spider-Man suit um, or. I was like, pro wrestling? Uh, maybe. Sexual. Podcaster fucking tag team boxing? Hell yeah. That's wild though, isn't it? I'm looking directly into the camera. So as of this recording, today is the the date of the Logan Paul Dylan Dennis fight. And the first fight on the pay-per-view was a tag team boxing fight. And I I, I just want to let everyone know that if they're down to do it, Trevor and I will fight Isaac and Jordan from too many words. And yes. we will fuck them up. 
respectfully. Oh, yeah. That's all. That's all I want to say. I We've got these podcaster friends, but and they are our friends. We love them. But but you just said you were. We will fuck them beat up. the shit out of you. Cool. It's so. that tracks. I it's mean, like it's a, a friendly rivalry. Frenemies. Frenemies. It's like siblings. Yeah, they are our little brothers. Yeah. Yeah, they're both like I, Isaac just turned twenty four, which is like you're not even. That's a, not even a real age. You're not even a real person. He's like, it's so funny. I know they, a twenty nine year old. So he just I turned twenty four. So he was born in ninety nine. Is that the math? That's a crazy year to be born in. That's too young. My sister's twenty eight. So mm-hmm. and she was born in ninety six. Mm-hmm. Not according to DiCaprio, though. Gross. I don't. I don't like the way I feel now. <laughs> we just talked about how like I feel so good, and, and then we just bring you here. We'll make you drive like an hour and forty eight minutes, just to make you feel like shit. It's been so long setting up because the camera. Because the twenty nine year old fucked up the cameras. <laughs> Why don't you fucking turn <laughs> sick? <laughs> Why don't you fucking turn thirty and quit being a, Get your shit quit being a little bitch? I got did you, didn't you just turn 30, like, not that long ago? Or turned 29 not that long ago? Jesus, we got, like, a good nine months of this fucker in his 20s. I would like to point out, though. You gotta let him do his thing. This is the first time I've met Corey. hmm And I think I like him better than you guys. <laughs> you I'll, see, you I'll see myself out. I, <laughs> I really wish this fucking camera would turn <laughs> off right now. So I could have some deniability for when I fucking stab you. Well... In in my defense, he's got some pretty fucking cool facial hair, too. <laughs> I can't grow a mustache. Mm-hmm. Austin made him keep it that way. Okay, that sounds bad. I didn't make him. I just, I strongly suggest that he strong armed him down and shaved it. Wear. <laughs> You're going to wear this molester stash and like it. I pick him up from his home had he not worn a mustache. But <laughs> um, I have the text messages to prove it. What, uh,. Okay, so you said like obviously some depression. Yeah. Um, what else led to you gaining weight, getting that big, um, and then you 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 know talked about why you wanted to lose weight, but what what led to that point to begin with? Gaining weight is it's not hard not by at all. any means. I have unless you're Trevor. Yeah. I've seen this man eat, and yeah. still years of childhood trauma. Um, death in the family of many people and uh just uh not being educated on how to eat and how to set limits on things and um what to eat and what mm-hmm. not to eat and what not to eat a full box of mm-hmm. in one sitting and what like i i think food education is such a it's a weird thing now especially because you hear it so much in the news like Mm -hmm. kids are more and more obese Mm -hmm. than they've ever been before and but there's such a like over saturation of things on the market that are good for you and that are not and you just don't know what it is anymore like the the things that are good for you cost four times as much as going and getting a cheeseburger and the world is kind of fucked up right now in regards to everything. Yeah. And it's so weird. It is weird. Like, and so you get kind of desensitized to how 
good things actually taste mm-hmm. because you're so used to eating the shitty, tasteless fast food stuff. So, like, I would never two years ago touch a salad. I fucking love salad now. It's Dude, like it's so good. We it's went out. Soup. We went to Aldi today and went grocery shopping, and that's like the very first thing I'm like, I gotta grab a couple salad mixes. That way, I've got them at home. And so I don't gravitate towards mm-hmm. the bag of chips or gravitate yep. towards the the sweet stuff, which I've never really been a sweets kind of guy. It's always I'm more into like savory foods. Yeah. Like, like thicker things like biscuits and gravy, shit like that. Things I'm so sorry. No, I mean no, and then that's fine. Because I've I've learned over these about to go fucking ham on some biscuits and gravy tomorrow. I've learned I've learned over these last couple of years like how to to pace myself to where it's not an issue or well, at least not as big of an issue as it was so before our fucking 29 year old dipshit over here fucked up the cameras we were talking about the fact that sorry i'm so sorry i love you i love you i love you it's not a big deal please don't beat yourself up over it i don't want to find you dead in my child you're bed. perfect i'd kiss you but i'm not going to yeah I, i'm totally joking um but before our 29 year old dipshit fucked up the cameras um and then doubles down and, on and, and, and then we, we fired, <laughs> this motherfucker we fired him after this podcast. <laughs> but before that happened, uh, we were talking about like I use food as like a celebration, right? right? And I feel right. like if I wasn't such a dipshit and I had a little more like willpower, I could eat healthy, right? And I could use those like meals, those real like fucking a great steak and like mm-hmm. some like cheesy mashed potatoes like a right. nice steakhouse like a big fat juicy burger party i could use those as legitimate celebrations right instead um of the because i'm a meal. because i'm a dipshit millennial that has lowered the bar on what he'll pat himself on the back for <laughs> every meal's a celebration I, I my i'm like i didn't die today <laughs> like my, i didn't fucking want to kill myself so Obviously, that deserves some ice cream. Right. Like, it's... Every meal is like that. And I've always had this, like... What I perceived as a very positive relationship with food. I'm like... Like, it's a fucking celebration. Like, every great memory has been, like... A meal with my homies. Right. Like, one of my... As good as NXT and the Royal Rumble was. Like... We always go back to Fogo. The highlight is Fogo de Chao. Brazilian Steakhouse with my closest friends. Um, Traveling 15 hours... To get there, watching just, just for watching that. Trevor watching die. this man die and be resurrected at the Alamo. He is risen. <laughs> so I meet Jesus, I, bitches. I wish I had that. And it sounds like it's it's funny because it sounds so simple. It's just like don't eat like a dickhead, stay active, and you won't be a fat piece of shit. But it's not. But then you don't do it. It's it, not it's like so that. much harder than it sounds. It's it, it. It yeah, and I get what you're saying. Like it, it you do kind of like. I guess a good way to put it was like, I remember when I was younger, I went to Disney World mm-hmm. with my grandparents. And I'm kind of the same way. Like, I tie... You went to Disney World? I did. Twice. Dude, what's it like to have a loving family? Twice. Is it nice? It sounds nice. Well, let's backtrack on the loving family. Um, I <laughs> There's a reason I live with my grandparents. <laughs> There's a reason why I was where I was. Uh, I kind of tie a lot of those memories to the places we went. While we were there, like mm-hmm. the rides were cool, but also going and seeing Jasmine while eating fucking creme brulee is really cool. Yeah. 
and or going and eating a Mickey Mouse ice cream cone with just, the whole shit on it instead yeah. of actually seeing him was kind of cool. You tied memories to those sensations, I think. I And it just seems like food is a stronger sensation than like sight or what mm-hmm. you can hear. I I do that all the time. Like all of my all of my best memories. Like again, I've never been to a WWE pay per view. Yeah, and the Royal Rumble is a good one to go to because the Royal Rumble is fun to watch at home. Yeah, and then you're there in the crowd, and there's that mystery of like, okay, who comes out next? Like it's so much fun. And we all drove out like, and I was the not to be cocky, not to be like conceited, selfish. I go. was what was that? Nothing. I was the glue that held that whole thing together. Right? That whole group. You were like, the common denominator. Was, yeah, exactly. Like, I grew up with him. I went to college with you. I worked with Aaron and, and Zach. And then, obviously, and then there's John, who not none of us had met, but we knew on, on the internet. Um, God, he could have I introduced him to you. Murdered us. He should have. He killed us with kindness, though. He's, He's a sweetheart. He still does that. He is a sweetheart. Right. But, so. That man, that man showed up to my wedding. Yeah. Just to be like. So, congrats. I drove six We're hours out. for this. Yeah. There was the night that... Okay, this is... We're diverging, but another story about John and weddings. Um, I went to take my kids back after the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. And we went to the hotel, like, across town. Oh, yeah, I remember this. And I get a Snapchat from him, and he's like... <laughs> it was basically like a, hey, where's all the white women? But it was like... But for John, it was like, Where hey, where's all the craft beers? You know? <laughs> and so I was, and I was like, and it was, um, you know how you can uh, swipe on Snapchat and it brings up like location uh, filters? It's like a geotag. Yeah, like a geotag. And it was like, um, whatever the name of the hotel was, Pella, Iowa. And I was like, where are you? And he's like, I'm in the hotel. I'm like, what floor? He was like two doors down from my ex-wife. So we went right back up the elevator Knocked on the door and I was like, what's up, bitches? And then I was like, we're partying right now. And that's when we, you know, went to like all those bars and the queefable beer moment. And the, all that. You queefable. all went there because I had to go get Phoenix. Yeah. I yeah. showed up late. Mm-hmm. I, I, I essentially got to the hotel, dumped my kid off with, <laughs> with my wife. Come back, I'm like, going. All right. Yep. I'm going having drinks. But, <laughs> then I bought everyone shots after yeah. everyone was like done for the night. But back to back to San Antonio. So obviously Fogo de Chao yeah. is the, the a great memory. Right. And going to all the wrestling events, which is the whole reason we went to San Antonio to begin with, great memories. But like when we talk about that trip, it's always it's Fogo de Chao. And then it's like on the way home, it's, it's the it's the kolaches. The like, kolaches. The, like the food-based memories are the ones that I, I think about the most and like it's a it's a gift and a curse it's a positive it's, and a negative it's something it's like, that ties it together yeah, i think it, it's like you can I, put it together I, I think of that like it's a fond memories we went on vacation we went on this road trip right and yeah we saw like mount rushmore and badlands national park and devil's tower we did all these really cool things and then we get home and people ask us like what'd you do on your vacation and i'm always talking about like the restaurants that we went to or like this awesome yeah. burger i had in this town of like 25 people, it was the one restaurant in town had a really good burger. Like that's always the first thing I go to. And I think that's where I'm trying to change the way I'm wired mm-hmm. now is that I'm trying to associate memories with, with different things, not just food, 
mm-hmm. and not and not associating bad memories with like trauma and not associating emotion emotion with food. yes like, i wish that i could this sounds really bad because we just talked about like our college friend whose name i'm not gonna say because he doesn't deserve to have his name even said on this show um he's a piece of shit uh but he's the guy that's become like the i gotta work out and my entire life is working out and eating healthy and like i can't have any fun with food food is just fuel like i don't care about the taste it's just my my fucking macros or whatever right i don't want to be that extreme no but then i also don't want to be like fucking good times had by all every time i eat right like there has to be a a nice a happy medium and i have not been able to find that happy medium and, in 34 and a half years and i think i'm i'm not saying that i've found it but i'm finding it i'm able to balance the 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 things that i like okay so for example over the last what three years ago when i was doing keto i i would not eat any bread i would mm-hmm. not eat any pasta i would not eat anything um sweet I was very strictly uh, – I remember for my birthday, Monica got me – oh, shit. What was it? It was something not cake. It was not cake. It was ah. it was something that I very spe- – I think it was like pepperoni or something. I asked – like meat. I asked mm. her very specifically, do not get me something that I'm going to end up being tempted by. And I was miserable. I missed out on birthday parties. I missed out on holidays. I yep. missed out on work gatherings where people would bring things in because I was so paranoid that I was going to get out of my ketosis thing yep. Yep. that I could not. And I almost gave myself an eating disorder in a way because I, I had psychologically worked myself up so much and I was so overfueled all the time with anxiety that I was going to fuck it up. To lose, like, I think at the most I lost, like, 25 pounds, Mm -hmm. and that was basically starving myself on keto, to where after I went to the doctor and got on the Manjaro shot and everything Mm -hmm. and and started losing it this way, I've become so much more relaxed in how I can approach things. I don't feel like food is a danger anymore. Mm -hmm. It's more, it's there when I need it, but it's not a necessity I can enjoy it when it's there, but I don't have to overindulge. And I'll say I've been off of the the Manjaro shot and I switched to a different one recently. It's not the same. And I can tell because the cravings for food comes back, but I've figured out ways to deal with them better with supplementation. Like I do protein supplements. I do mm-hmm. – um, more water intake, things like that. So I've had to educate myself and I think that's really changed a lot of things. I still have a long ways to go, but I don't feel like it's unhealthy anymore. I can approach it with a, with a better state of mind. I think like the title of this episode could be happy medium. Cause I think that's what, what we're all trying to find. You're on at one point we're on one end of the spectrum extreme where like, yeah. Keto. It's got to be healthy. No, no good times, no cake, no bread, whatever. Sucks. And then I'm over here on the other end of the spectrum, the other extreme where I'm like, every meal's a little party. Like I got to find a happy medium. Yeah. And we talked about that before where it's like, if I find this happy medium, then like I can still have 
a fucking piece of cake at a party. Right. Um, I can still celebrate, but biscuits like, and gravy tomorrow morning. Every goddamn I'm meal so doesn't excited. have to be a celebration. It doesn't have to be like a goddamn spectacle. Right? You know what I mean? Um, enough about the healthy shit. I want to talk about because Trevor's been quiet for the last twenty minutes because he's healthy as fuck. I want to talk about one other thing because you told me this. Trevor doesn't know this yet. You about to take a knife to your ding dong? Yes, sir. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, Let's talk about the uninhibited loads you about to dump in your wife. Hey, Monica's gonna love that. Yeah, we uh we decided to go for the vasectomy, um, and that was my idea actually. It's a, uh, it, you know, I've had my kids. I'm good. I and we, me and my wife have talked forever, and probably the last five, six years, we're like, I don't think we need more kids. Mm-mm. I think we've done what we're gonna do. Yeah. I don't want to start over again. I have a 15 year old mm-hmm. and a nine year old. If I start all over again. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. Like, yeah. I would lose weight and I'm in great shape. I'm like, I'm not fucking like, starting over again. Like, I'm too fucking old for that. I cannot put th- kids through school again. I can't go through all the diapers stage. I can't go through all that again. God, I'm no. good where I'm at. God, no, that's the thing. I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Yeah. But at the same time, I also married a woman who's four and a half years younger than me. Right. Has no kids. We talk. Sometimes she wants kids. Sometimes she's like, I don't know. Yeah. But like, I think she wants a kid and like, I want to give her that child, but also I'm fucking dreading starting over again. Right. And this is going to make me sound like the worst dad ever, but like, Amy and I kind of like where we're at right now. We're like, this sounds so shitty. No, 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 but no. Like, we no. do kind of like being like part-time parents and having that time to ourselves where we don't have the kids and we're not, you know, running around chasing children all over the house. Like it's, it's, it is nice. Um, like I said, I have a 15 year old and a nine year old. They're independent. Yeah. The 15 year old is rarely home and the nine year old, he is settled in what he likes to do and he doesn't really care about anything else. Yeah. So it's kind of like we're become like empty nesters yep. with the kids still yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And it's such a nice feeling. And like, such okay. Nice so last time I had my kids last weekend when I had um, my two older boys, um, we went into like a pancake breakfast at the firehouse because it's fire prevention week. Yeah. And then we drove down to Des Moines and had Phoenix's birthday party. And we went to Dave and Buster's and after Dave and Buster's, I was like, what do you guys want to eat? And they're like chicken. And I thought they meant like chicken nuggets because they're kids. And I was like, what kind of chicken? And my son's like orange chicken. And I was like, guess we're going to Panda Express. So we ate like Panda Express. Okay. Came back. They fell asleep in the car on the way home, carried them into bed. It was the easiest day ever. <laughs> and had the three-year-old not been sick, it would have made things just infinitely more difficult to get all that stuff done um, that day. So I just sometimes I feel like a shitty parent because I'm like, God, I, I I really enjoy when it's easy. Right. Well, but, it's like like compared to Trevor. I mean, you've got a, a newborn. And yeah. God bless you, buddy. Just wait, buddy. I couldn't do it. I yeah. couldn't go That's back right now. Like I keep dreading. I keep dreading the day when Caden just becomes just so incredibly difficult and mm. it hasn't happened. Well, that's the thing. It might like, not. I feel like she, she's still under the age of one. So she'll still get up in the middle of the night. I'm sure. And scream she, she and cry. Doesn't. Okay. Well, maybe she, she doesn't, but she's still, I'm sure she still screams and cries every once in a while, but she's not walking yet. 
And when you got to chase that little fucker all over the place, then you're like, then it's even more difficult. Um, I think, I think I told it changes. I told Corey this today. I was like, your twins right now, they cry and they scream because they can't communicate any other way. Cause they're what? Four months old at this point. They can't, they can't communicate with you any other way, but then crying and screaming until they get what they want or they need. My three-year-old can talk to me in full fucking sentences and then sometimes just chooses not to and screams at me instead. And that is infinitely more difficult than when he was a newborn. Just wait till they're 15 and they start trying to uh, puff up their chest to you and say, mm. you want to go, little man? Ooh. Because you're 15 year olds taller than you. I, <laughs> I said this since he was like six months old. Kenta is my like little daredevil child. He's the one that talks back the most. The day he is a legal adult, <laughs> I'm I'm boxing him. <laughs> uh, we're going in the backyard and fighting. Like my so, oldest, he's he is uh, he is five eleven, and yeah. he's fifteen, and he can drive now. Mm-hmm. And I'm five nine, mm-hmm. and he every once in a while he'll he'll pop off at me, and I'm like, son, I love you. Mm-hmm. I could take you if I needed to. Mm-hmm. Please don't make me. But I also know how to manipulate him to make him stop i have full control of every electronic device in the house Mm -hmm. all i have to do is push a button and i shut him down instantly dustin's the u.s military (laughs) shut him down he's like i don't want to do this don't make me do this i'll be a terrorist in my own house i don't care I love how I will become a war criminal. Don't. I love how turning off the Wi-Fi is your fucking Iron Dome. <laughs> I'm like, I've got, I've got the Google Family Link on the phone. All I have to do is say, "Hey, Brendan," and hold up the phone. And be like, "Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this?" Because I'll end everything right now. I will Hiroshima you. I will, I will napalm this house. So just don't. But um, I mean, it's way different than oh. my nine-year-old because he's more of a psychological terrorist. He'll say the one thing to you that he knows will absolutely destroy you mm-hmm. to get his way. And I've had to learn my ways around that because I don't know where he's. Le- yes, I do. I know where he's learned it from. What's his fucking like calling card? What's his like? <laughs> I just want to know. Just for like what? <sighs> My kids aren't like old enough to really. He says some psycho shit. Really That's break the- me down emotionally. He's he'll say some psycho shit, but then like he'll he'll start like he'll start bringing up memories of of pets Bro, that have died fuck oh that. Yeah. jesus like he we've got uh we've lost a couple of cats over the yeah. last couple of years and you, you'll be like getting on to him and he'll be like he'll he'll grab his stuffed animal that looks like the black cat that we had die a couple of years ago and he's like oh i really miss binks i'm like fuck all right you're fine it's fine just yeah. we'll just drop it i thought it was stuff like personal like about you like oh he, just he i mean you. he he used to he used to roast my weight whenever but mm. not on purpose be like dad you're like the biggest dad i have but that was when he was little yeah i, I was like i'm the only dad you have and thanks, yeah. thanks there's this that. guy that's been going around like tiktok and facebook lately who um it's like conversations with his toddler mm-hmm. and he goes excuse me daddy <laughs> Yep. Corey knows what I'm talking about. And um, every, every now and then, like, in one of his shorts, he'll be like, 
You are the squishy daddy. The squishy. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. He's like, I'm not fat. He's yeah. Like, he, he'll, he'll not do, anymore. He'll do the things like he, he'll come up and hug me. He's like, oh, I can actually hug all of you now. I'm like, mm. oh, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Kingston called me a big chungus the other day. <laughs> I have no idea where he got it from, but YouTube. Come on, YouTube. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, kid was raised by the internet. Yep. Phoenix... Luckily for me, um, I kind of skipped a lot of the the problems, uh, you know, you would have with with uh, with a, a a baby boy and sure. all that. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't mean I don't struggle now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> but very very quickly, Phoenix learned, and he had a habit of doing this for quite a while, where, um. When we decided it was time, like, hey, you know what? You can play on this Xbox, and that can be your Xbox. Um, we set, we have parental controls. We have time yep. limits set up. Like, we can monitor everything. Um, we even got him his own controller, too. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, buddy. Here's the rules. The time limit is what it is. You earn more time by doing chores. By being good, by behaving, um, only on special occasions will we just let you have at it for as long as you want, right? Right. It, like like his birthday, play as much as you want, dude. Yep. Um, and for a while, he would hold up his controller or hold up. Or, or like, like point at the screen without saying it. He'd be like, like he'd come and stand next to us and wait for us to like feel his presence and acknowledge that he was there. And we'd know he was there yeah. and we'd ignore it because we're not playing around like that. Like use your words. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he would, he would hold his controller up and be like, What? The controller's dead. Okay. Well, when we got you... words. Yeah. When we got the controller, bud, we told you it's your responsibility to put it back on the charger. Right. And if if it doesn't charge, you're out of luck. We're not changing batteries. We're not doing anything for you. That's on you. If your controller does die and it was on the charger then that probably means you've been playing a little too long. Um, he he would uh, do this thing where he'd be like, Hey, Dad. Yeah, buddy. And, and it'd be like, Hey, time his time is running out. He mm-hmm. has five minutes. And he's in the middle of playing with his friends. I'm like, and? Sorry. It's kind of how I am with my kids, too. Yeah. And, but now... He's been fantastic. He he learned very quickly. We're not messing around with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he 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 he'll use his words. He understands well ahead of time. Like if my time's up, my time's up. Or you know, it, it's my responsibility to take care of my things, which is why um, we've also kind of taught him financial responsibility. As far as a nine-year-old goes, I, th- I feel like yeah. that's kind of advanced. 
but he at least understands the concept. Like he can do whatever he wants with his money. And he understands like, like his birthday money, for example, he got like 90 something dollars in Xbox credit. Crazy. You're welcome. Right. And uh, he, um, and we explained to him like, but, you can do whatever you want with this. You can get a new game. You can get Fortnite V Bucks. You know, you can you can get whatever. You know, like I said, he he understands the the, the value of the money he he has. And like, you can get a new game. You can get whatever you want, or you can save it yeah. for when there's a sale, for when uh, you know something comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Basically, like teaching him patience with it. Yeah, and he understands it. He hasn't spent a dime of it yet. Which, granted, that's impressive. Better willpower with money at nine than I have at thirty-four. Facts. There, there's kind of a, a caveat to that though, because he's only had like a day to really do anything with it. I mean, fair. But also, like, I checked my checking account. Multiple times a day? Uh, no, I checked it, like, yesterday. And I was like, oh, shit. I got a $500 paycheck that I wasn't expecting. Um, I guess I'm buying everyone in this building alcohol. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that's just, like, the the cliche, there's not a handbook on parenting. Like, my two children are so vastly different. My oldest is ADHD and he's very um, money in, money out. Like yeah. he, as soon as he gets it, he knows exactly what he wants. He wants it right then. And if he doesn't get it, then he'll continue to remind you gingerly multiple times. Whereas the other one, you can get money and it'll he'll sit on it for months. Yeah. And eventually he'll find something that he wants and he's cool with getting it but if not it's whatever we get it whenever when we get it they're vastly different though like it's 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 crazy and just between the two of them like i was raised and the way like just for example the way you raise your kids and the way i raise my kids i i was raised by my grandparents so like i had to get a job when i turned 15 i had to right i had to as soon as I was able to start financially contributing, I had to. I my grandma bought my first car and I paid her half of it back. So she paid three thousand dollars for my car. Mm-hmm. I paid half of it back, and then the other part of that responsibility was you maintain the car, you get the oils changed, you get you you fuel it, tires, the whole shebang there. It is your car. I won't ask you for it, anything, but like anything that I had to do money wise was my responsibility. I bought my own clothes for school. I, all that was my responsibility. I'm not going to put that on my children when they hit that age, but I am going to be similar in that regards. Like I do want my son to get a job. I'm not going to make him get a job, but I also don't want him coming to me every day asking for something new unless he's going to contribute to it. Like I'm not a bank. 
I'm not made out of money. If he wants these things, he's going to earn them. And and the same with, with my youngest too. Um, when he's at that age, I'm going to encourage him to get a job, to work his way through high school, to save up money. I'm not going to force him to, but it comes with that flip side of if these are the things that you want, this is how you earn them. So, I don't know. Sorry, I got distracted. Your outside light turned on. Raccoons. Gang, uh, gang. They live, like, in, the, they live look, in the sewers. These look, trash my pandas. bag's right here. My gun's in my bag, and I'm just like... They hang out with the Ninja Turtles. I mean, we were at the NRA <laughs> convention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But. It's just fucking goth girlfriends and fucking dorks at a Halloween-a-palooza. And then next door, fucking... Amish looking the people. The Republicans. The Republicans coming in with their guns. <laughs> they're going to take our germs. They're going to take our germs. <laughs> it's like. And they're all walking around like these fucking oh, kids. These freaks. <laughs> and I love how they, we, we both. So there's not a separate entrance for the exhibition hall. You have to go in the front door. Same door. All the way to the back and then turn right. So like, so so they walk in and the very first thing they see is the Stay Puft Marshmallow Stay Man. Marshmallow Man, and, just and then like, these goth kids dressed with purple hair and fucking <laughs> earrings and, and all the shit. And, and like, Jason Voorhees. And Jason Voorhees. Very, yes, I would say for the most part a very like liberal uh, convention too, because everyone was like selling like gay pride tumblers and, and yeah, and like sparkly like and then there's a girl walking around with the fox ears and the uh, foxtail and you're like okay i think we're at the right convention yep yep and then the nra guys show up halfway through the day i love it oh shit i can't remember was it was it you that said hey let's go over and get into the yeah yeah i was like can we sneak in and see like what's going on over there because we know what's happening over on this side yeah and we saw we saw a line i was like I think you have to pay an admittance to get in. And then I was like. And then I said, well, look at me and then look at you. I said, you could probably get in right now. They wouldn't let me in. I'm wearing I mean, a I cartoon could, dog on I my shirt. I could have flashed my guard card and probably been all right. But uh, do you want to look at my really cool bird on my, my arm? Can I, can I come in now? And then, <laughs> and you know, I also wondered, I was like, are any of them like just carrying, or like are, are like are any of them armed going into that thing? Probably and all I think of them. I think the question is, well, are any no, of them not that's carrying? The thing. That's the thing. It was. It's very obvious. You could tell, like when they came in, who was there for what. You know. No. And at at no point did I get the impression that any of them were carrying anything, which I almost kind of feel like. It, not necessarily hypocritical, but it, it just it would feel weird that none of them are armed at, I guess, a convention or an event held by a notoriously gun ho <laughs> um, environment. You know what I mean? I mean, I, if that just that, that just seems off. What better place to have an NRA convention than the convention with? menacing men dressed up like Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers walking around with weapons. Yeah. It was legit. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty sick. It's a perfect dichotomy of just like fucking spooky movie nerds. Do you want to come by a Funko Pop and then go over here and look at all these guns? Yeah. 
Welcome to Iowa, dude. Right. Fucking welcome to that the Midwest. That also sounds like a great time to me. I'm not going to lie. Welcome to the Midwest. I'm going to go buy my Space Ghost Coast to Coast Funko Pop and then go look at a rifle. I don't I don't know the words for guns, so. Rifle. I don't either. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> They're all rifles. Some of them. <laughs> Pews. This one, this one takes bullets and this one takes bullets. Handguns are just short rifles. Shotguns are just loud rifles. They're just boom booms. I, loud boom booms. I love how we're talking about this, but we also had that conversation that um, Moist Critical was talking about the oh, magazines. The magazines versus clips. You fucking buffoon. <laughs> you dummy. Know. I don't know the difference, and I also don't give a shit. Not <laughs> interested. Yeah. Eh. And that's uh, that says something for where I live, because you know where I live. Yeah. I live in the middle of Trump country. Sure do. And goddamn, I, I stick out like a sore thumb there. Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of sticking out like a sore thumb. Austin so, stands out here, too. Let's fucking go. Yeah. So I was in, um, uh, wasn't it went to Greenfield to pick up Corey on Thursday night. Okay. My grandma took me to Orient, which is an even smaller town of a couple hundred, maybe. Orient. Just like four yeah. or five. Don't even fucking do it. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> uh, and we went to this little restaurant. Hold on, hold on, real quick. There's a mom pop store there called Orient Express. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there's a restaurant there. It was actually really good. And uh, we saw just an old family friend. And my appearance has changed slightly since I was in high school. (laughs) Oh, no. uh, I have better hair. I have a beard. And so my grandma was, I like waved and I was like, hey, Ed, like, you know, good to see you. My grandma was like, do you think Ed recognized you? And I looked at her and I was like, not a chance. Well, uh, I kind of stick out like a sore thumb around these parts. <laughs> and my grandma was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, <laughs> a couple things. I'm the only, Kudos to artist. I'm the only brown man that Ed Christensen has probably ever met. Uh, second, I'm hanging out with you <laughs> and I'm the only brown person you've ever met. And she was like, I don't know why you say that. Like people don't care about race here. And I was like, yeah, they sure do. They sure do. Because, I would know. Uh, because when Austin O'Brien got real mad at me for dating his stepdaughter, it sure wasn't the half white side that he was worried about. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. People will definitely care about race. Yeah. Yeah. I got told I'm one of the good ones a whole lot. One of them good ones. By Vietnam veterans. And it was fucking awkward. But, uh, yeah, so speaking of sticking out like a sore thumb, my grandma was like, why do you, no one cares about your race. And I was like, mm, okay, all right. <laughs> you know what year it is, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel that. Yeah, because you stick out like a sore thumb all the time, right? Yeah. I'm just your cliche white guy. <sighs> all white people look the same to me. Um, <laughs> so this will come out the 22nd of... October, so we're getting into like spooky season. You were just at Halloween Palooza with us in Atumwa. Um Favorite uh, spooky movie? You always do this. Um, favorite spooky movie recently, or favorite spooky yeah, movie of all time? Because I'm a classic. I always go back to Night of the Living Dead. Fuck yeah, George Romero. Um, the Dawn of the Dead. I'm a zombie guy. You've always known mm-hmm. that. Uh, Hell yeah, gang gang. Yes, the Dawn of the Dead, the remake. Zack Snyder. The Zack Snyder that, remake. That was going to be my pick. I'm just putting it out there. Shaun of the Dead. Those are like mm-hmm. classics for me. But like, if moving out of the zombie thing, like I like the I'm 
I've been trying to introduce my oldest to some of the classics and he will not watch them because they're so old. They don't even look real. I'm like, dude, you got to sit down and watch Friday 13th. You got to sit down and watch. Suspend, know, yeah. suspend your, yeah. your belief. Nightmare on Elm you know? Street. The, the, the classics. And then you can start watching some of these newer ones and like, yeah, graphics are cool and everything, mm-hmm. but like you don't get the story anymore. Everything is a remake now. I think once he gets a little bit older, 15 is like a weird, like, yeah, I know. I grew up with like 4K, you know, like, right. Everything is crisp and clean. You grew up, I think once you YouTube. Get, yeah, exactly. And once you get a little bit older, you start to maybe watch some of those classics yeah. even more. And then you start to appreciate like when directors do more with less. Right. Like Kubrick. Kubrick was the shit. Yes. Um, Terrible person. Well, Details. there is that. There's plenty um, of those. But like, for example, I grew up with the prequel trilogy. Episodes one, two, and three. Yeah. Yes. I did not like, and I still don't like to this day, any of the, like, the crazy CGI shit in those movies. It just looks right. really bad. Um, and then you for go the, back. For you, the time, they looked great, and you yeah. were hyped about it. But I, 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 get, what, I get what you mean. But like, you go back and you watch the original trilogy, and it's like, most of this is practical effects. And then you watch like documentaries or you see like some behind the scenes stuff and you're like, oh, this waterfall was made by like pouring sugar. Like right. just the, the things that the creativity to come up with some of these practical effects, that's more mind blowing than like, oh, I did this on a computer. Like, that's cool, too. And I'm sure that took a lot of time and effort. But like some of these practical effects are cool, like really cool. And and like this isn't a apples to apples comparison, but I feel like. When we when we do get forty five million uh, strong uh, listeners a week, and we do have our own studio, and we do have all this like nice fucking equipment, it's gonna happen. I feel like we're gonna look back on this and be like, "Do you guys remember like when we were super creative with lighting in a haunted hotel? Mm-hmm. Like the way that you make things look the way that it does, it blows my fucking mind." Because like, first of all, I don't know anything about cameras or lighting, um, and then I look at our, our videos and I'm like. Yeah. Damn. Pretty fucking good. So, and I feel bad because like you haven't been working with us that long. But and so you I feel like you've just kind of figured out where everything needs to be placed in our normal location. And then I'm like, hey, what if we do a thousand episodes this weekend in fucking random hotels and super late ones too. Oh yeah. yeah at three in the fucking morning. And with a fucking smile on his face, Corey's like, Cool, sure, what's man? It? <laughs> And I'm sure, like, internally, he's like, <laughs> fucking freaking out. But. Oh, I want to uh, go back to movies real quick. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I just thought of the perfect analogy. Well, I don't know an analogy, but. Okay. The Child's Play movies. Jackie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, that's one series that my son, my oldest, has gotten into. Mm-hmm. And we've literally, we've sat down over this last couple of weeks and I've watched Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, um, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. <laughs> Um, Seed of Chucky was so good. Cult of Chucky, uh, Curse of Chucky, mm-hmm. and now we're watching the series on yeah, Peacock. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It is so good, and that's the thing. Like seeing where that movie has gone from from Child's Play to when it was an actual serious horror movie to it aging into kind of like a, a shitty like comedy movie, movie like straight mm-hmm. to DVD, terrible like, comedy movies. When it moved from three into Bride of Chucky, it yep. became a straight comedy movie to where chucky was showing up on wcw wrestling shows yeah. just like a 
It became a parody. Of it itself. became a parody, and it, it stopped being scary. Then it moved into, like Trevor said, straight to DVD releases. But it started yep. going back to its roots, to where it was getting scary again. Well, didn't they? Didn't they actually do a a Chucky movie that went back to its roots? Yeah, making- that's that was um, Curse of Chucky. It was right after the Seed of Chucky, which was dog shit. Correct me if I'm wrong. Aubrey Plaza was in that. Yes, she was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, she was, and, and and so and that was a straight to DVD release, but it went back to the roots where it was scary again. It had suspense, but it was also in modern times, so it, it had the the practical effects, but also had a lot of the animated things. Sure. But it started to get back to where it was, and then now they've gone to this Chucky series on Peacock. It is a perfect blend of humor. It's got characters that you can get invested in and it's got like fucking really cool gore that that works Mm -hmm. because some of it is really serious like crazy stuff and then some of it is funny and you're like oh that's cool it's chucky and he'll he sit there making his quips brad dorif being how Mm -hmm. 900 years old still voicing chucky bringing his real life daughter into the series as an actor in there um, she plays uh, Nika, mm-hmm. which is like a paralyzed uh, woman. She was a, a, a victim of one of Chucky's long time ago. She was like stabbed in utero and paralyzed. And he came back to find her because it was like unpieced or unresolved uh, issues that he had. Mm-hmm. And like b- bringing that into where it is now, it's completely like gone full circle. I can sit and watch that with my son and... He'd be like, yeah, these are corny, but they're fun to watch. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, it's kind of funny to see things that like when I, because Chucky, I think, or Child's Play came out when like 87, 88, like Mm -hmm. I was still young, like not born yet. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, live in 87. No, I I wasn't even live in 87. So it came out like when I saw it when I was real young and it fucked me up as things do. And it's just kind of cool that I can like show that to my kids now and be like, this is the things that gave me nightmares when I was little. Yeah. And now I'm going to bestow that on you and you're not going to give a shit. So I feel like at this point, like we're all spooky movie connoisseurs. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the movie that you watched as a kid? Like, what's the movie that fucked you up the most? Gave you nightmares or made you queasy or you had to sleep with the doors closed or whatever. However, it manifested. Are you starting with me? Yeah, I'll there's, start with you. There's two of them. Yeah. Child's Play. Okay. Child's Play ruined any kind of doll for me to the point that I had. Yeah. Child's Play ruined me because I saw it, I think, when I was five or six. And uh, I was there, there was actually a doll. It was called My Buddy. Look it up. I had a My Buddy. And mine it, was a captain. He was yeah. dressed like a sailor. And I, it was what the Chucky series was like based yeah. around. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, that thing was gone. I had a Pee Wee Herman ventriloquist doll. Fuck yeah, you did. I had to get rid of Why that. You? Um, I remember one one Halloween season, my mom uh, played a, a prank on me. Which oh no, yeah, oh, yeah. Hold on. Um, I I had gone somewhere for a school function and I came home and she had decorated the house. I had it was a two story house and she had put the the. Pee Wee Herman ventriloquist doll at the top of the stairs, mm-hmm. taped him to the stairs, and he was holding a knife. 
down at the bottom, she had put my Alf. Alf, if anybody remembers yeah. Alf. He was a stuffed animal Alf doll on the second part of the banister, and he was holding something else. So and the Alf was a uh, acronym? Yeah. For alien, alien life form. form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bing bong. Hey. That sound like last month. And, and so I came to the door. She opened the door, and she was wearing this terrifying mask. Nope. And I saw her, and I saw the dolls, and I saw him, and I freaked the fuck out, and I hit her. Like I, I, I as you should I yeah. hit her, and <laughs> you agree to me. You can't take it back now, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I agree because like there are times like to I this day where I just like and it was like an invol it was an involuntary response, and I got in so much trouble. If I ever hit my mom, it would be a voluntary response. Facts, but yeah, that kind of ruined me for that. And then the one that probably will everybody can resonate with it. Okay, yeah, with the clown. Yeah. Yeah, I am still to this day deathly afraid of clowns to the point like and I know I probably have told this story before when I was working at McDonald's. Ronald McDonald would make. Yeah, like periodic drop ins for like little events at, at at our store. And one day I didn't know that he was coming in and he showed up. I actually ran to the back, locked myself in the walk in freezer for an hour until he left. Afterwards, I felt like such dog shit that my boss ended up sending me home because they thought that I made myself sick because I locked myself in the freezer because I was so terrified. And then on top of that, when I married Monica, did not know, she collected porcelain clown dolls. <laughs> Never knew that until the very first time I came to her house and I walked in and along like her dresser there, there's just these Fucking porcelain dolls, all with clown makeup on. Nope. And they're the ones with like the fluttery eyes. Nope. I was that, like, listen, that has to leave. And I love Monica. That's a red flag if I've ever seen one. It should have been. <laughs> but she put them all away. I've never seen him again. Aww, but every sweet. once in a while, she'll threaten me. She's like, you fuck around. <laughs> I'll get these dolls out and you won't know it. Because I know where they are and you don't. The, 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 the porcelain like, dolls to you is like the uh, Wi-Fi to, 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 to yeah, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, it. okay, you win. You win. It's fine. Yeah, but yeah, I'd I, say. Out of curiosity, have you ever seen Dead Silence? I have. With the ventriloquist doll. Yeah. Yep, I have. Yep. Kudos to you. I, I. That's. Is there a difference with that one than like, say, dolls and other shit? No, because I have a fr- I have a friend who Kevin uh, who is deathly afraid of Vito. shit like that. Uh, yeah, I think it's because I saw it at such a young age that it kind of ingrained in me, and it, it like I could probably still have nightmares today about Chucky, and I think it's just like he has such a jarring look: mm-hmm. the bright red hair, the blue overalls. It's the just scars. the scars. The something about his the way his face kind of crinkles up. Yeah, like the the puppet of it. Like the the dead silence thing didn't like it didn't hit me the way like maybe because I was older when I saw it the way Chucky does and the same with like Pennywise mm-hmm. like and the new Pennywise in the new it movies doesn't really do it for me mm-hmm. it's the old uh, Tim Curry yeah Pennywise where he's coming out of the drain and the mm-hmm. fucking teeth and the, that's the kind of thing that just it shuts me down 
So like, I'm getting goosebumps like talking about it. It's, it's so weird. I'll, I'll give you a couple, and they're not what you'd expect. Real quick before you start, Tim Curry's the fucking man. Fuck yeah, he is. Just need to I, get I, wanna, I wanna add on to that. A good like litmus test for new friends is like, what movie do you know Tim Curry from? Home Alone 2. That's a good answer. That is a good answer. That's a deeper cut, but that's a great answer. Clue. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um speaking speaking of Tim Curry, I know we're sidebarring off of a sidebar. As we do. Um re- so a while back someone pointed out this hilarious thing Tim Curry did for a game called Command and Conquer. <laughs> yep, yep. You already yep, know. Yep. And um, and he's like, this is my favorite thing because you can clearly tell how ridiculous Tim Curry thought it was. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to hold it together. And they still use that take of him cracking up, trying to keep it together, delivering this line. He's like, um, so he plays a Russian general. And, and the lines goes... I'm going to go to the one place where that's not corrupted by capitalism. And he gives this kind of dramatic pause, but he starts like cracking up and goes space, but it, it's Tim Curry. So, you know, it's overly exaggerated. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just kind of made me think of that. Uh, so my movies nightmare before Christmas, Whoa, hold on. Really? Okay, you're it, right. It, it was, it was, not anymore, but it, it's one of those weird things where I love that movie to death, even when I was little, but for whatever reason, there were times where it scared the shit out of me. The Clown with the Hairway Face? Yep. Uh, Oogie Boogie? Yep. Um, the Swamp Monsters? The- on it, Santa? Santa was terrifying in that. Yeah. And he shouldn't have been, but he was. Yeah. So, you know, there's Okay, I can see that. And and this is not a scary movie, but I think if I remember right, there was just something about certain scenes that made me feel fucking horrified. Steel Magnolia. No. Damn it. Okay, sorry. But um it, it, I guess it it's 90s, right? So, you know, you got, like, the the weird camera shots of, like, the the dark walls, but then you got heavy shadows on those dark walls, and it's, you know, shitty quality, but, it, you know, it, it's what a 90s movie is, you know? And uh, the movie I'm talking about is a Robin Williams movie called... Toys. I was oh. gonna say Mrs. Doubtfire. Flubber. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look at green slime without getting weird. So, um, what's the who directed Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh, Elfman. Tim Burton. Tim oh yeah, Burton. Tim Burton. That's yeah. right. Uh, speaking of Tim Burton, so I have not seen this movie, but it gives me the heebie-jeebies just because of the just the way that it looks. I'm, is it Edward Sister? No, I'm very scared of Coraline. I love Coraline. Yeah, but then again, yeah. I also it's love a Nightmare fucking Before very Christmas. disturbing movie. I don't think I, I don't think I get stomach that. I That's movie. the love point. It. It, the yeah. fucking button I, eyes. I don't like it. Not yeah. Like it. So I've never seen that movie because of that. My other one, um, there are some epic jump scares in Signs. Yep. That movie. 
I I still tell me you didn't pause that movie the second you could with that fucking alien, the one walking by in the clip. Mm-hmm. Do you mean the Sorry, one? Sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt, but yeah, no, I get it. I don't know why, because as an adult now, I, I go back and I watch it, and I'm like, <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> um, but when I watched it, like as a teenager, um, we watched it at like a like a. Do you guys remember like lock-ins? Yeah. Uh, like like fucking slumber parties. Those yep. are the best. Yeah, they're the best. Can't do it now. So I went Definitely to a, not. Yeah, I went yeah. to a like co-ed a good way to get church touched. camp, um, sleepover um, at the YMCA in Creston, and they played Signs, and it was the first time I'd ever seen it, and they played that scene, and I was like, nope. The water's <laughs> contaminated. Um, yeah, I don't know why. That movie scared the shit out of me, and then uh, the first real... Like I would consider like this is meant to be a scary movie. Uh, that really got me was uh, the Ring, because that came out at just the right time where I was like, probably came out when we were like twelve, thirteen. You were starting to think for yourself. That was the mm-hmm. one with Sarah Michelle Gellar, right? Or was that no. that was the other one? Um, that was um, is that the Grudge? Grudge. Are you okay. I get those two confused uh, a lot. Yeah, that's too. what I was thinking. Naomi Watts. Yes. Yeah. 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 The Ring's really well done, and it still holds up for the most part. Um, but there's the one scene where she's ta- I think the mother of a the, like the first victim is talking to the cops, and she says like, "I saw her face," and then it very quickly cuts to the girl in the closet, and her face is like, "Yeah, or whatever." I can't do it. Her tongue's not sticking out. I'm bad at acting. Um, but that that visual. That and when Samara climbs out of the TV, yeah, because where where the that happens in the movie, you think that it's almost over, yeah, and then she climbs out of the TV, and you're just like, all right, cool, this is creepy. She moves creepy, she right. looks creepy. It's those slow, deliberate moves that really yes. really kind of drive it home, and it's okay. So like. I kind of feel like horror movies are kind of going through a renaissance again Mm -hmm. because the last 10 years, it just felt like everything was recycled horseshit remakes. They remade child's play. It blew. They did fucking eight Saul movies that after the third one, they all kind of sucked. They did. I don't know how many resident evil movies, which I know I'm, I'm biased because I love zombie movies could not get into the the Resident Evil movies because they were all... I'm on the opposite of that. I, I tried, know, and man, I figured you would. I tried so hard. I just, I don't I like them. I could not get into them. I love them. them. I love they, them. They, they suck. I know they, they do. They tried too hard on them, and then they remade them, and then those ones were try-hardy, but it feels like... It feels like around the time... I don't mean to cut in, but, like, it reminds me of what Ming Chen, Ming Chen said about the Resident Evil movies. It's like, stick... To the fucking source material. Source material. That is perfect. It's storyboarded for you, yeah. you fucking idiots. Go with what it is can't there. can't be this hard. And, and they try to take too many liberties mm-hmm. with it. And when they do that, it gets away from what made it so special in the first place that it just feels like they've pissed all over it. And like so, the most recent movie, they turned Leon Kennedy dog into shit. a fucking a more Pakistani dipshit. Yeah. It was terrible. And like I tried. A, like a I went into it with a dumbass I was coward. Like, they've got Leon here. I was like, I really want They got wanna. Leon. They got, they got everybody. Yeah. They got, yeah. Like, like it, and it just was terrible. And I tried. And I tried to watch the Netflix one that they did. And I couldn't get into it either. Dude, I remember 
Oh, my I, man over here. I can here see him twitching over like, here. I'm going to buy. I'm so confident in this movie. I'm going to buy you a ticket to Welcome to Raccoon City. And I was <sighs> like, dude, it was it's called Welcome to Raccoon City. Yeah. They're like they got Leon. They had like all the characters. It was all right there. I was like, buddy, they're going to do it. They're going to fucking and, do it and this that's time. A, that's the thing. Like leading up to that movie, they uh, they released images of like. This is how faithful we're being. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the the fucking truck driver. Yeah. Yeah. The the fucking uh gates the, to the RPD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh they even had a shot that was or they had a whole section of the movie where they were at Kendo's gun shop yep. that was cut from the fucking movie altogether. Right. And so I was like, dude, they're gonna fucking do it. And then, then we, we leave the theater. And the most honest and sincere apology I've ever gotten <laughs> from another human being. Trevor was like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Well, and yeah, it's like, like, like I was saying, it feels like once we hit COVID and everybody got locked in, that's when things shifted again. Mm-hmm. That's when things started getting a little bit more creative in, in regards to movies, because there were some movies that I saw. There was one on Peacock. I, I, I can't. I'm trying to remember. I think it was called Sick. And it is mm. it is based around these girls getting quarantined in a secluded cabin out in the middle of nowhere during COVID times and a guy breaking in. And it's got a whole big ass twist towards the end mm. where you're like, oh, shit, I didn't see that coming. And it was one of the best movies I'd seen. Barbarian, when that came out. Barbarian um, was great. Malignant, which I have mixed feelings on, but that was a pretty good that police station scene. Yeah, oh, oh my god, it um, was wild. There's been some ones that have hit HBO Max that I'm like, oh my god, they, like it feels like horror movies are coming mm-hmm. back. Um, just a couple of days ago, I watched uh, The Boogeyman on Hulu, which unlocks some deep childhood fears there of yeah. like of of the dark and of uh, childhood trauma. Fucking talk to me, mm-hmm. which is made by a bunch of YouTubers. Have you heard Let's of talk about Dear David? Which one? Have you heard of Dear David? Dear David, I no. don't think I have. Bro. Bro. So, uh, so Dear David, uh, if I can remember this correctly, it's basically about um, Adam Ellis from BuzzFeed, who do, who does the um the little comic strips, mm-hmm. um. He get, uh, he gets into a fight with someone online. Like it just rubs him the wrong way. So he, uh, he says something like, "I hope you die in a fire." <laughs> right? Wakes up to a message saying, "Why are you so mean?" And then, apparently, he was talking to a fucking dead kid that's now haunting him, and it turned into a. Hor- like, uh, see, I, love, I don't know. It, I love stuff like that. Yeah, it's it just seems like it, it's going to be an interesting movie. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a great movie. Interesting enough, and then it pleasantly surprises you. Yeah, and you're like, this is this is what I needed. I needed. Mm-hmm. I love a good, well thought out story. It doesn't have to be jump scare, jump yeah. scare, jump scare. If we're, it's uh, thought out, I can do it. We're getting close to the end of our hour. Um, last question I wanted to ask. So we talked about ones that scared us as kids. Is there any movies that you've seen recently or in the last, let's say five years, um, that you're like, ah, that like still scared the shit out of me as an adult. I'll go a bit further. 
a little more than five years. Um, two movies that scared the shit out of me, just certain reasons. Haunting in Connecticut. The movie is not scary, right? But right. they do this thing where they like to add stuff at the end during the credits. And it's just it's just random pictures of different shit. Mm, yeah. And there's one picture that sets me off every time and it scares the shit out of me. And um it does this thing, like I'm a, like weirdly empathetic. So whenever I wh- whenever there's certain things that are supposed to be scary that just connect with me in some way, like I start to tear up and, and cry for no reason. And it's not like bawling or anything like that. It's Same. just like the reason is you was a little bitch. Yeah. I'm a, um, I'm a bitch too. I but it, there, we're all little there's bitches. a there's a picture of this girl in the second floor of a house, front, and it freaks me out. The other one is um, the fourth kind. Okay. I don't mean to interrupt. I've never seen the fourth kind, mm-hmm. but that movie came out just a few months after Paranormal Activity, the original. The original tra- the trailer for the fourth kind was like. The f- big featured trailer for the first Param- Paranormal Activity movie. Right. I went to see Paranormal Activity with Kristen, my like long-term college girlfriend, and, and the guy that we don't talk about. Um, on our way home, a white owl flies at this dude's car that we're driving with. And I had just seen the trailer, and that's like the main spooky like it's like the image yeah i have never been more scared in my entire life also paranormal activity in theaters god damn that movie was so well done so holy shit it was good so um for fourth kind there's a scene in the movie you've seen it right i think so so they do this thing where it's like oh hey it's based off of a real story Mm -hmm. and then they cut that in with the supposed real clips, which weren't real at all, right. but they played it off like it was. Like, like, hey, we're going to play the same scenes, but done differently, and say this is the real mm-hmm. stuff. It wasn't. Yeah. Um. There's a moment in the movie where she starts speaking in Sumerian. Um, and the whole movie's about alien abduction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she starts speaking in Sumerian, and... There's a point in the movie, and I'm starting to get chills. Ah, over Nancy. I mean, got the heebie-jeebies. Um, the imagery is so well done; it's it's freaking me out right now. Um, she's speaking Sumerian, and it does this. It, it does the thing where it shows this, and then it cuts back to the real footage, and it does the same thing, sort of. But she, uh says i am god but while that's happening her face starts to stretch and like so like her jaw just literally like yeah it's fucking disturbing haunting like i i, I have it. a hard oh, time watching it. it so i've got i've got two that disturb me and one of them is going to sound like a joke but Get Out got to me because I am a person of color that exclusively dates white girls. Are you? Eh. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> ra- yes, racially, I'm a person of color. Culturally, hey. I am white as they come. Wabble. Um, but no, like I I, I've been in this situation yeah. where it's like, I don't. This is, I don't it this, feels this off. This family, like, they're nice to me, but I know Ooh. that they don't like me. really approve of me and just that uneasy kind of queasy feeling yeah. because like, it's so close to real life yes it's it's real that, like real life exaggerated that like that i don't know i don't even know what to call it like performative wokeness kind of where right. it's like i'm gonna be overly nice to you right um so you don't pick up on my like weird racist i'm not vibes. racist exactly um this sounds really shitty and I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but uh, I would much rather you just be blatantly racist right. than weirdly like non-racist. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> um, it's, it's so much less creepy. Speaking of creepy, I don't know if you can consider this a true horror movie, but the movie Creep is... Love yeah. it. Oh, I, it. I would, I would okay. make... Oh, it makes that, my skin crawl. My two movies, Psychological Horror... I love psychological horror more. I would say psychological thrillers more than like true spooky movies. I've come to find over the years that the favorite genre and I, I, it's so overdone, but I love found footage. I love oh it. Oh my God. I yes. love found footage movies more than I should because a lot of them are historically bad. What's your favorite found footage movie and why is it Cloverfield? Okay. So Cloverfield, it was the movie I was going to say regardless. Okay. And I know this is... I think I know where you're going. Cloverfield came out when we were in college. Yep. Because I saw it while really we were at college. Done. Yep. Cloverfield is a movie that, for one reason or another, I've always kind of had a thing with aliens. I I have a very big thing with believing in extraterrestrial life. Mm-hmm. It'd be dumb to think otherwise. Seeing that movie at the time that it came out, in the way that it was promoted did something for me that it gave me like a, a sense of you don't know exactly what you're going into. You have a sense of wonder. I had no idea. The movie starts in such a way where you're like, okay, these two are in love. Then, then this one's moving away. He got a promotion. The yep. girl is leaving. She's seeing somebody else. And then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose with something that looks like a Kaiju Godzilla yep. monster. And the way they they made New York City look like it was falling to shit. Yes. Everyone was panicked. It 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 kind of harkened back to the feeling of like when and I this is not to be said yep. to of anybody, the nine eleven thing. Yeah. It it hit really close to home. It gave yeah. you that feeling that of un, uneasiness because you didn't know what was happening. You didn't know where you could go. The government was not there at a timely response to, to, to pick up where things were going to shit. And then all of a sudden, everything goes crazy. That movie scared me more oh, than most have in the last 10 years. The, the, the best part about that movie is that even when everything started going to shit, you didn't see the monster no. until later yes. on. Yes, that's my point. Until the very end. I was end. just going to say Sorry. that. No, it's fine. That's the most brilliant part of that whole movie. Yeah. Is this, it's a very classic monster movie. Yeah. Is that you don't, you don't see a full image of the monster until the very until end until the very end when the, it when it eats I mean, or I when it kills TJ Miller TJ Miller when yeah. it kill when it kills the guy holding the camera Hudson I I think when they went into the building to go get uh Odette Usman's character yeah 
I think we got a shot there because they you were trying to, to cross you the to buildings. See, you see it there, but it's very brief. It's very it's quick. A side so view. You do see all of it, but it's very, very quick. And when they when they try to escape in the helicopter and they shoot it, mm-hmm. yeah. you see the full monster. Oh, oh it but comes you, out of smoke. Yeah. But yeah. you don't see up close like the face of the monster yep. until the end. Okay, the end. what's more terrifying, right? That or when they got out of the fucking subway tunnel and that one chick's head exploded mm, the behind the screen. So yeah, see that that, that movie, was way more terrifying. I can still go back and watch that movie and still get the same feeling that I got twelve years ago. Yep. So with saying found footage movies, I don't, I don't like ghost movies. I don't believe in that kind of stuff. It yeah. just doesn't. Do, possession movies don't do it for me. Yep. I do like Creep. I like Creep Two. I like. Um, which is kind of in the same vein, like the uh, the Hill House, not Hill House. There's um, a creep too. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it, it's a continuation. It starts same, literally same right actor and... right at the end of the first one. It continues directly into the second one. Is um, it good? I loved it. I thought yeah. it was just as good it, as it's the first probably, one. Yeah, I need to watch it. Um, Hell House. Uh, Hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Haunting of Hill House. No, no, no. It's or, a, it's oh. a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's basically a, a group of kids open up a haunted house in an old haunted building mm. that where they're they're basically rebuilding it, and then things start happening to the crew members. Where it, it, those movies are really good. I just I get really into the found footage thing. Um, what are your thoughts on Blair Witch? What are your thoughts on the Gallows? I don't know. Have you seen that? I don't know if I've seen it. MTV movie, fucking incredible. Although the some of the logic doesn't really work. Like, okay, so the idea of the Gallows is um, this. Pull that microphone back just a little bit. There you go. Sorry, you're like yeah. Sorry, popping. Um, so the idea of the Gallows is uh. It reminds me of one last thing. There was a stage play that happens, like a school play, um, called The Gallows. And a kid is supposed to be in a noose, drop through, okay, and, you know, that's that. I might have seen that. But the kid ends up dying, supposedly comes back. And then, uh, I, like, I think on the anniversary of it happening, um, years and years later... They want to re- do it again, and weird shit happens, and they get trapped into the this yeah. this high school. It's wild. I don't really go with the whole idea. Like, hey, let's bring this thing back that yeah. killed a kid before. That would never ever happen, right? That's my thing. I- non horror, the Chronicle. See, ooh, found footage, found footage. Yeah, that's Dang, a great movie. That, that reminds me. On. The last one that I have is Quarantine or Wreck. Yes. Wreck. Yep. Wreck uh, was like it came out. It was a Spanish version of it, and then they remade it into an English version called Quarantine. And it takes place in a, an apartment building, and it follows a girl. She goes into this apartment building. She just moved in, and then all of a sudden. Somebody gets sick in the building. Mm. The government shuts this whole building down, and it's like a. It's, are you talking about wreck, or are you talking about quarantine? Because quarantine had a different. Place. Right now, I'm talking about quarantine. Um, no, quarantine. Uh, it was a journalist trying to follow firefighters, that's and right. she got stuck in. So maybe it was wreck then. That wreck. Wreck was the one that. But it was, was moving. It was basically a, a an altered 
like rabies. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a rabies uh, virus that broke out and basically mm-hmm. started mutating the people in there into these rabid zombie type creatures. And like the the way they they work with the lights, everything's real dark. It's like mm-hmm. the whole movie is basically filmed. Win- windows um, are covered, but you know the way they do the lighting with like the helicopters flying by, flying by, and you can see the lights shining through. Cool. You have uh, like government um like soldiers hazmat yeah hazmat in there and they're trying to stop the the spread of it they're gunning down a fucking was it a child or a a grandma or something grandma yeah a grandma that gets sick and she ends up biting one of them and they all start slowly losing it till the very end and you find out that it it's all set up from the beginning basically Hmm. that they're testing it it's it's things like that where it's an an extension of reality like something like this could happen that's the kind of thing that really gets me invested yeah like i don't have you seen the sequel yeah i think so is it the one on the plane yeah 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 Yeah. so i have quite a few movies to watch so here's the thing this is why you need to watch both versions right so quarantine essentially the same premise as wreck Mm -hmm. quarantine and this is where they start to vary wildly um quarantine two took place on a plane still follows the same idea rabies uh i think it was the doctor that it was supposed to be the doctor that survived them or that started he didn't survive yeah, yeah he started, started it, it yeah. and ended up leaving before the place got locked down yeah wreck same premise up until the second one the second one um it was a swat team that goes in after uh they lock it down and they're starting to clear it out. And it turns out it's a demonic possession. Oh, see, that would that would turn me completely off of it. So I haven't seen that one then. And then Wreck 3 gets even wilder. Like, man, it, it's worth a watch. There's gay frogs! <laughs> I'm cutting it there. I'm cutting it there. Turn it off. Turn it the fuck off. <laughs>